Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up, guys? Coach Steve here, and welcome to the Coach's Corner. Today, I'm joined with our co-host, Coach Nick. Nick, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm sitting in the corner being a coach. So yeah. I qualify for this podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Welcome to the very first episode of the Coach's Corner. So just give us a very quick introduction about what we're doing here today. So we have this brand new uh, podcast, brand new episode, another bit of content that we're willing to offer you where we have the Coach's Corner where we will be taking in turns. Coach Nick, you're going to start, I'm going to go second, um, and we're going to offer our tip for the week. So what may happen is, Nick, you might introduce a topic, you want to talk a little bit about it, maybe explain it, talk about how it might be helpful for our users. I might add in some ten, my, my 10 cents on it, you might add a little bit more, it might go back and forth about your idea, then we're going to move on to my topic, um, and then same thing, you might have your uh, comments on it and, and a little back and forth. Uh, maybe there might be a bit of a theme between our Coach's Corner, or maybe they might be two completely separate things. Um, so I'm excited, Nick. Are you excited? Yeah, I love it. I love our little chats and our coaches corners. So uh, it's fantastic that it's a separate podcast. And I hope that if you're doing anything, uh, you're listening to this and it resonates with you in some way. Yeah. So this coaches corner used to be part of the challenge weekly show, our other podcast that is uh, launched on a Tuesday. Um, and this coaches corner is launched on a Friday. So now they're just two separate podcasts. And the reason being was that we had some feedback where our challenge weekly show was a little bit too long, you know, just over that hour mark and some individuals who went to go and train or maybe commuting to work or going for a walk or doing their meal prep only got maybe halfway through the the podcast and they weren't able to listen to the entire thing. So now we have two separate podcasts that you can listen at two separate times in the week, uh, both about, you know, half an hour or so in length. Uh, So Nick, without any further ado, would you like to take the floor and take us to Nick's Coach's Corner this week? I would love to welcome everybody. Welcome to my Coach's Corner. So because we are just about to start a new challenge, I thought I'd go through a bit of a fat loss checklist. Now, um, that doesn't mean that you need to tick off every single box. It's not uh, something that's compulsory to do. It's just a few suggestions and breaking it down into different parts that we can kind of attack because you hear a lot on Instagram or in the fitness world now, calories in, calories out, and that's it. And as we speak about on various podcasts, sure, that's an equation, absolutely, but where do you even start with that? If if you're like, well, I don't know how many calories I'm having and I don't know how many I'm expending. And then you, you start to go down that rabbit hole where you might try and compensate for the calories that you're having by expending energy that might not be um, needed to be expended. So let's take it right back to basics. Fat loss checklist. First up, write down your goal. Actually, no. Is your goal to lose fat? Or are you sort of 49 kilos dripping wet and you want to look a certain way and it might not be fat loss that's your actual goal? So let's just get that straight first up. It's okay to actually have a goal of gaining muscle, gaining weight as well. That doesn't actually make you bad, even though in the dieting world, quote unquote, it's something that that is almost unheard of. In the fitness world, it's all about that really it's about body recomposition it's about 
adding muscle mass to your frame. So identify your goal, but let's just assume that you've got, you know, the usual sort of thing, 10 to 15 kilos to lose, 5 to 10 kilos to lose, and that'll make you uh, just generally healthy, you know, improve your health markets. So write down your goal. Why is it important to you? Because uh, that sort of starts to come into play when it gets a little bit harder, when you might be reaching for your usual foods at nighttime and you might have to sometimes not have them simply because something's got to give. We can't sort of have everything, have our cake and eat it too all the time. Otherwise, we would be able to stay exactly where we are and not worry about this. And then you've got to ask yourself why. And I hate asking why, but you really do have to ask why. And the why can change and it doesn't have to be deep and meaningful or anything like that because I can't stand all of that. But there has to be enough of a reason why you do want to do it. Otherwise, you will stay the same again and the challenge will pass and nothing will have changed. So goals. So that's your fat loss checklist. So you can write this down. So the goals. The next one is then we move into the physical. So how do we achieve this through our body? Well, we do have to work out the energy balance. We do want to expend more energy than we consume. So that will become very relevant in the app when we choose our goals. Now, for me, in my opinion, maintenance shouldn't necessarily be an option unless you've done a few challenges, you kind of know yourself very well. Pick your goal, commit to it. But also my other recommendation would be don't go too extreme too soon. So if you're going rapid weight loss, of course you want rapid weight loss. Everybody does. But I'm just telling you, choose something in between. You'll be able to sustain it. You'll be able to maintain any awesome muscle mass that you have, which is ultimately going to help your physique. And Also, then you'll have wiggle room to move towards the end of the challenge and you maybe can drop those calories. So that's my other hot tip. I know it's very, very, very key, um, you know, something very core to us as human beings. We want to do it straight away. And we have the word rapid. So, I mean, of course, we're kind of almost baiting you to do it. I'm just telling you don't. Or reach out to us on the forum and ask us because, you know, there are cases where it might work for you. You want to start tracking or at least have an idea of your movement you don't have to be like husband Shane who has just gone out and bought a Garmin and gotten obsessed with his steps but you do need to know sort of how how long you can commit to being outside so say an hour it can be close to about maybe 8,000 steps or so so just have a think about it like that an hour and a half is usually about 10,000 steps and that's what's recommended simply because that gives you a good portion of movement in the day if you don't do much else there's no other real reason why 10,000 is the number it's just something that will give you that much activity if you're not a very active person a lot of podcasts that we have done with our um, challenges will say, I just started moving more. So it's really key. You can do all the workouts in the world in the gym um, and you will build muscle and you will get stronger. But if you're after fat loss, you also need to move. You need to do what I'm doing right now, which is I'm doing the Italian hands. I'm a mover. I'm a dramatic mover. And that actually really, really helps to actually just get things shifting if you like in a simple way now you want to also make sure that you are retaining that muscle mass so remember 
in a calorie deficit or, you know, when you are in an energy deficit, it's not the ideal environment for your body to build muscle unless you are brand new, then you you might be able to get away with something because really muscle gets built quite quite well doing just basic movements, as I believe you might be chatting about later. But if you're sort of, if you've done the gym before, you want to lift weights, you know, let's say four times a week, roundabout, that's what our program suggests. And you want to keep that up as well. You also want to make sure that you are progressing with that. So that's your kind of ingredients for your body. So for your mind, so I'm breaking this all up into this handy little square. Um, for your mind, you need to actually, this is a bit woo-woo. Coach Steve might not love this because it's not scientific. But you want to have positive energy. You want to put positive energy towards it because that is going to actually facilitate you wanting to do it. So my hot tip for that one is, is instead of saying I have to, you, it's a good idea to just say I get to. So you, I get to change my body. And also the other thing is you have to have patience with this because it's you can buy a challenge, you can buy your supplements, but you can't buy this physique that you want. You actually have to work for it. And that's why it's really cool when it does start to happen. But you've got to have that patience. Um, yeah, consistency, not perfection. So that all or nothing mindset is something that really needs to go because you're not going to always be able to hit those steps. Um, that's why we like to do the weekly average as well. So, I mean, I don't want to bombard you with information, but 10,000 steps a day, just say you can't get it. Maybe aim for, you know, an average of 60, 70 a week. And maybe one day you do 15. You know, maybe one day you can only do five. It doesn't matter. You've just got to keep going. Just say you eat cake at work or something or whatever happens. Just say you feel like you haven't quite hit exactly what you wanted to do. The worst thing to do is to say, all right, it's all over. The best thing to do is to just get on with it as if it never happened. Just get on with it or acknowledge it. The best, best, best is to acknowledge it, enjoy it for what it is, and get on with it. And then when you get to that next advanced level, you go, oh, I've eaten this piece of cake. Wait a minute. How good are my squats going to be now? You know, and that's that's the next level. Then you sort of know that you're all over it. Um, but the next thing is, yeah, the patience, patience and patience. So I've said that and I know it's not very attractive. And I know that you might be drawn to something else. You might be drawn to someone who says, you can do it quickly this way. But if someone says to you, cut out an entire macronutrient I'm telling you you're in for a little bit of troubles down the track because that's very unsustainable and it's also it can make you miserable you want to be a social animal as well you want to show off this physique that you've got you don't want to be locked in the dark just eating an egg every day <laughs> or a, you know a steak and an egg in in the dark and saying I'm not hanging out with anyone you want to go hey I've got this new physique I'm getting out there you want to learn how to be able to control any situation and still be the person that you are. You're not doing this to isolate yourself from people. You're doing it to enrich your quality of life. Okay. Now, the next little bit is the extra ingredients that go on top of this, the layers that are going to help you. So we've got, obviously, uh, we'll call it just broadly supplements, but also includes in here, you've got your hydration, you've got, so these are the things that are going to supplement your good work. You've also got your sleep. So remember that if you are lacking sleep, you your 
stress levels, your cortisol levels are going to be raised, which means it's not the ideal environment for muscle building or fat loss. So you could be doing everything right. But if you've got stress, your body's going to hold on to things because it doesn't know if you are being chased by a lion or I saw it on a meme, or if it's just a bad email, because we don't know these days, we don't know if you've just received a crappy email, or if a lion is going to bite your head off, we, we just don't know. So um, as much as you can, try and find something that it is, is going to de-stress you. It might be watching your favorite Netflix series. I'm not telling you to go on top of a mountain, do an ice bath, a sauna, and jump into a, you know, the sea there's there's only so much you can do but there are a few things like um finding your little rituals perhaps getting rid of devices at a certain time because we can all get stressed if we get an email at about nine o'clock and start to answer it that kind of a thing then we've got the supplements that we often talk about so once you've got all of those ducks in a row you want to make sure that your protein is nice and high for that muscle retention while you are losing fat so we like to, you know, if, if if sometimes you can't get it all in the food, it is good to have a protein powder, a protein drink, perhaps before the gym, depending on what time you train. And then you want to have your caffeine just for that, that little bit of a kick and that training intensity as well. I think it just helps. And um, yeah, something like a pre-workout is good as well. Then, you know, we can get into all sorts of other things, but I feel like uh, the quality of food also, I feel like sometimes you've got to revisit the base, get to that basic food that isn't hyper palatable, which means like super enjoyable, the mixture of, you can even taste it in your mouth now, like the butter, the sugar, the flour that makes a cake with an egg, you know, that kind of a thing. Maybe just remove that for a minute because they're the things that you tend to want to eat more and more of. Go back to basics, relearn, rebuild, and then you will eventually get full circle to the point where you can enjoy those things as well. Even though we say enjoy anything, but when you first start, it's good to sort of peel it back, enjoy the basic flavors, see what that does to your body. And then you can re-add stuff in as you start to get confident, as you start to lose that body fat, as you start to see it all working, then you can kind of play around. It's like having an awesome car. Then you can go, okay, I've learned how to drive. I'm going to now drive this on a racetrack. So there are a few tips um, that you might like to take into the challenge before you even ask us any questions and go, am I doing all those things first up before I even start my journey because those things in a row it's like one more thing that I want to say it's like getting on a train okay there's one track fat loss so you know a train is good because a train has to go on one track I know that it can deviate but let's just say this train just goes on one track just say you have different train stations okay and just say you got off at one train station and you haven't been able to get back on board the fat loss train for whatever reason it's always running this is an eternal train that runs all the time so you can just jump back on it at whatever station you're at so if you're back at your goals you just go to station one and if you are all the way down at supplements then that is fantastic because it's never ending. It goes in a bit of a loop because also just say like yourself and myself, we understand all the supplements. And that. So we're back at goals. We're like, what are we going to do now to get better? So then you keep going on this loop. So that's my coach's corner for today about fat loss. Yeah, I like it. I like the analogy of, of, of a train on a loop. Yeah, uh, Nick, when you said that, um, 
you know, patience, patience, patience. I think sometimes when we are moving towards a goal, we can be patient for a really long time, but there needs to be a tipping point where we go, hey, like what I'm doing isn't isn't working, right? Like how long would you say people be patient for, right? Is it is it a week, two weeks, a month, six months, a year? You know, sticking mm, onto the think... current goal, like current strategy. Like when do we kind of go, hey, what I'm doing isn't working. I, I can't be patient anymore. I need some action. What do we do? Well, I think... In my mind, I think give it three weeks, give it three weeks and then start to ask because that's the other thing. We are not all cookie cutter at all, which is actually what's different about our challenge because you've got direct access to your coaches. There are not many challenges where you get to actually chat to the people that run it about your individual goals and needs. So um, absolutely reach out to us. Patience is more once you've once you know it is working. You know, there, there's there is that time where it sometimes takes a little while to shift, and there are other there are other things that are masking it. So I know that there's an article on the app about the things that might mask your progress. So I think probably is it, do you think there's a difference between patience and a little bit of understanding about what's going on, perhaps? Yeah, like I would probably call it like maybe like the two, maybe even three week rule, where if you're following mm. something for like two to three weeks, you can't expect a dramatic change. Like a lot of that, that first two, three weeks, it should just be actually like almost blindsided where, hey, you can't expect any significant progress in that time. Mm. Your body's still adjusting to things. So if you've just started a new diet, new training program, heck, name any other change, you've just started learning a new instrument or trying to learn a, a new language or started a, at a new job. The first two, three weeks, is just a blur, like trying to figure, figure things out. It's not until we kind of go out of that, you know, two to three week window where we start to say, hey, am I seeing or noticing measurable progress? Um, and I think that the, the, the key is that we, we need to find something that we can measure so that we can determine our progress then reflect if our strategy is actually working mm. um both on the, the talking about the strategy first like i think you know you could have a strategy on paper which could be the perfect plan that's not executed well or the other way around you could be executing that plan really well but it might be the wrong plan um and you won't know if either one of those two things are happening to you where the strategy is wrong or your execution is wrong unless you're measuring it against something right that could be how your clothes are fitting. That could be how you look like in the mirror. That could be your performance in the gym. That could be your scale weight. That could be, um, you know, before and after photos. That could be someone else's opinion on the way that you look. You know, if you look at other uh, goals out there, hey, you want to learn a language? Hey, can you actually speak the language? Are you learning new words? Are you um, being able to play a string on a guitar or play a string on a, on a piano? Like, are you actually saving money? Like, how are you measuring it? Um, there's lots of ways to measure your progress, um, but you just need to choose one. Um, I would argue that the most effective way is your weekly average body weight and determining if that's going up or down. And if it is moving in the right direction, great, awesome. Your strategy is working. Now it's time to be patient. You gotta be patient. You know, you can't rush it um, because we can face problems. So be patient, but you won't know if you should be patient or if you, you should take action unless you are reflecting and measuring your progress over time. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have markers because otherwise it's too emotional because you're very attached to it. It is you and it's it's your 
your whole your body it's 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 a very emotional thing so unless you've got sort of that external marker it's very hard to say it's not working and trust that that's true mm-hmm. because you might feel that but it might actually not be correct because your feelings unfortunately because I'm an empath and I love feelings but they don't really come into it not with this no and look I think unless you were able to reflect on your feeling that's important for you so let's say your goal was to feel more energetic Mm. have have more energy throughout the day and that's the reason why you want to do this thing that's the reason why you're getting into fitness that's the reason why you maybe want to lose some weight or get stronger in the gym you know that's that's your reason why you want more energy okay you may start by trying to quantify that feeling being like okay how energetic do i feel today on a scale of one to ten or maybe one to a hundred how energetic do i feel all right i'm a 77 today i'm a 39 tomorrow i'm a 99 the next day how are you measuring that over time and then maybe you start tracking that those numbers accordingly going hey there's a trend that's going up i'm feeling more energetic awesome it's working who cares about everything else who cares about your scale of weight, how your clothes fit, who cares how strong you are or how far you could run. That doesn't matter. All that's important to you is your energy levels. All right, let's focus on that number or focus on that feeling. Who cares about the rest? And if what you're doing is making that number go higher, more energy, awesome. Keep going, be patient and it's going to happen. If it's not, you may need to reflect on one, your strategy or two, your execution of that strategy. Mm. Mm. And the worst, I think the worst case scenario would be to spend the 12 weeks being afraid to speak up and not getting what you would like out of it because there's usually a way for everybody, but we need to work out often by asking you some questions back, what is going on? And then we can sort of uncover some different things that that we can change for you. I mean, give it more than one day. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Don't come to us after the first day and go, it's not working. <laughs> At least give us that two, three weeks. See if yeah, it, that, once that you go through cool. the blur. Yeah. I'd like that. Um, yeah. And I would much prefer to have a discussion with you guys about what's going on rather than for you to drop out and feel as though you didn't really know what was going on or you felt afraid to ask or you thought oh everybody else is losing so much weight and and I'm not um don't worry we know that you're trying it doesn't matter even if you drop out we know that you're trying because look you're already ahead of so many people that haven't even listened to this podcast and haven't even sort of made the effort to think about it so don't worry you're always there you're at station you're at the station you drove the station station. (laughs) No, so good, so good. Mm. Uh, Nick, I would like to take us on a on a journey to 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 my coach's corner this week. All right. So uh, I would like to bring up the conversation of cardio once again, cardiovascular training, um, and how that may influence our goals for weight loss, for muscle gain, for body composition improvement, and to be competitive in the challenge. Okay. So let's go on a little bit of adventure. Firstly, let's talk about cardio. What the hell am I talking about with cardio or cardiovascular training? I would be defining cardio as um, completing exercise where our heart rate is above, let's say 60% of max heart rate. And remember, we can calculate our max heart rate by uh, taking 220 and minusing our age. So myself, I'm almost 30. So my max heart rate would be around um, 190, okay? Um, Now, when we're doing cardiovascular training, it's 
training our cardiovascular system, we're training our heart, we're training our lungs. Okay, that's primarily what we're trying to do. When we are having weight loss goals or body composition goals, sometimes we don't need to prioritize our cardiovascular training because it's two separate things, right? It's like, let's say in a car, if you're worrying about the engine and the tires, yeah, okay, you need to worry about kind of both. But if you want a bigger engine, you've got to focus on the engine. Or if you want nice wheels, you're going to focus on the wheels. Um, we need to be specific in what we're doing. So when we're talking about fitness, when we're talking about the challenge, we need to be a bit specific about what we're trying to do. If we're trying to lose body fat, we're trying to build muscle, sometimes our cardiovascular system doesn't need to be put on a high priority list, okay? What we could use cardiovascular training for is to maybe elicit an energy deficit because it takes energy to complete cardiovascular activities so that we can uh, increase the deficit that we're in, increase our energy expenditure. That might be a reason why we choose to do cardiovascular training. And we could also do cardio because we know that our cardiovascular system is a limiting factor in our training. So let's say myself, primarily training as a power lifter, I find that if I'm doing reps greater than six reps, eight reps, um, one of the first things to fatigue is my breath. I'm out of breath, Nick. I, 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 I'm struggling cardiovascularly. So I may choose to do some more cardio training so that I can improve how many reps I do to improve my strength. Okay, so it's an indirect way to improve my performance. Okay, now when we consider that cardio takes a unit of energy, okay, um, depending on the cardio you do, the length that you do it, the intensity that you do it, it's going to require a certain amount of units of energy. Some people might take three units of energy, others might take two units of energy. If you've been doing cardio for a really long time, you might be really efficient at it and it only takes you one unit of energy. It's going to take a certain amount of units of energy for you to complete cardiovascular training, okay? Now, the thing is, we all have a finite amount of units of energy that we have on any given moment, any given day, any given week that we need to prioritize and cater for, okay? So if I personally had only 10 units of energy in a particular day and maybe waking up in the morning is one unit, looking after my kids is another unit, maybe looking after my own logistical demands is another unit, you know, work is a couple of units there, um, looking after my partner is a couple of units there, and then, you know, throw in training is a couple of units. I don't have many units left for cardio training, right? So I need to prioritize where I put my energy towards. Now, I'm an average person, I'm the average Joe. Um, and if I was an athlete and I had far fewer commitments and responsibilities, my only commitment would be to train and train really hard, great, I might have a lot of excess energy units around so I can go, hey, I can put some units towards these other areas of training, such as my cardiovascular fitness, or maybe my mobility training, or maybe some like, you know, prehab work or some stability work, or whatever it is, I can kind of go into different areas, throw in some skill sports-based work and some agility training and, and, and other types of training. Great, I have all this excess energy, but I personally, don't have time for that stuff. So I need to prioritize the big rocks that is going to get a change in my body. So when we consider cardio training, you know, maybe I'm talking an example of, of 20 minutes on a treadmill, half an hour on the elliptical, 30 minutes on the, the Stairmaster, you know, going for a half an hour swim, those types of ideas of cardio, I might be taking away from my efforts on bigger picture activities, such as strength training, resistance training, okay? So this is what we call the interference effect, where if I start doing too much 
cardiovascular training, it may take away from my ability to perform. And to give you a, a clear example, um, just yesterday, it was my squat day, Nick. And I went for a pretty long walk in the morning with my partner who's obsessed right now to getting in the top 10 of the steps leaderboard. Um, and my area around my home is very hilly, very hilly. And I get delegated to push the pram with my two boys, right? George, about 15 kilos, Henry, six kilos, pushing this pram, it's like a spaceship up and down these hills. Whew, it's a workout and a half. My glutes are on fire, my calves are on fire, my quads are on fire. Then I decided to go and squat once I got home, right? You can imagine that I didn't have much energy to go squat because I had pre-fatigued my legs, okay? So when it came to time to train, I had interference. I wasn't able to perform my strength training because I was tired from my walk or my cardiovascular training, okay? This is what we call the interference event. Now, in saying all of this, there might be some cases where doing cardio might be beneficial to build muscle, lose body fat, and get into really good shape, Nick. So there's some really cool studies that take untrained individuals, so someone who's brand new to exercise and never really done much exercise before, and they started a training protocol. And one particular study, they separated our participants into two groups. One did cardiovascular training, which was spinning their legs on a bike on a bike um, and the other one was doing resistance training which was included i think a leg press leg extension and what they found was both these groups that there was uh, no significant difference between the muscle that they gained in their in their legs uh, or the fat loss that they uh, induced and then other biomarkers such as their metabolic health cardiovascular health and such so what this suggests is that for some people doing what we think is cardio training you know, going on a bike for half an hour, going for a walk. For some people, that is as stimulating as doing resistance training, right? And for some people, doing resistance training, such as, you know, doing some, some leg press and some leg extensions, is just as cardiovascularly stimulating as going on a treadmill or spinning their legs on a bike for a similar time, okay? So when we set this base really low for untrained individuals, it's almost liberating nick it's almost like freeing thinking well geez I'm, I'm brand new to this i'm a little bit overwhelmed going to the gym and trying to figure out how to how to squat or how to use that machine over there and then there's all these bright lights and mirrors and these people that are really fit ah you know it's really overwhelming and you want to start fitness hey you know it can be really easy if we simply focus on some cardio training such as maybe going for a walk and you may find that simply going for a walk 30 minutes 60 minutes a day you may maybe according to some of this research see similar muscle growth similar um, weight loss fat loss similar metabolic improvements and health improvements all this good stuff in your body by doing cardio training without the um expectation or the the, the um intimidation of going to the gym and, and and doing this resistance training stuff okay now there is a limitation where once we kind of come out of this untrained world which only takes maybe six to eight weeks then primarily focusing on cardio training may not be the most effective way to build muscle may not be the most effective way to lose body fat focusing on cardiovascular training could be really good if you want to focus on cardiovascular sports maybe you want to run a marathon maybe do a triathlon nick like you've done in the past great cool build your cardiovascular fitness but if you wanted to get into really great shape um, have the 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 broad shoulders, the 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 big glutes, the chiseled abs, the lean body weight, big muscles. Hey, you're gonna have to focus on resistance training, and you need to make a choice with the amount of energy that you have 
units of energy, do you focus on resistance training, building muscle, the big rocks to get these goals? Or do you focus on cardiovascular training, building your cardiovascular system, which isn't really specific to what we're trying to achieve? Again, cardio could be a great starting point for someone who's untrained. There is a time where we need to put cardio to the side and prioritize our resistance training. Yeah, I live and breathe. Live and breathe. Live and breathe. <laughs> live <laughs> and breathe while you're doing cardio. <laughs> oh, well done. No, I, I completely, completely relate to all of that. It's only um, I wanted to do it all um, and I, I was not growing the physique that I was after, so I needed to tone it down somewhat. Um, however, I still do a decent amount of stuff simply because I love the fact that it it assists my recovery um, in between sets and stuff. I, I, I think that, you know, having decent cardiovascular fitness actually can help you. However, um, yeah, I, I just, I know now because I train so hard at this point, I do know how much you need that recovery just doing nothing. Yeah, you know, It's okay because, um, yeah, when you get under that squat bar and, and it's all the hack squat, you just sometimes I go, gosh, I wish I hadn't have done that walk this morning, <laughs> you know, and it gets to that point. But when you are first starting out, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I agree. And also like it's something that you can do socially. So you're more likely to stick to it. So it's really worth taking on board this advice. And um, you can almost breathe a sigh of relief if you're someone who is just starting out and you're the idea of going to the gym is is something that you're still getting your head around. Of course, you need to go eventually or at least practice some resistance training, but just getting out there, walking, it's good to know. I like that study. Yeah, it's a really cool starting point. And I think you really mm. nailed it there, Nick, where you're talking about fitness. Um, mm. Overall fitness or cardiovascular health, uh, you know, is a really important thing. Sure, you know, within the challenge, we're talking a lot about um, losing body fat and, and, and building muscle. That's ultimately what we're trying to do. It's a competition. We're trying to get into some really good shape. If we're talking about health, improving your fitness is really powerful, really powerful. Mm. You know, when we're talking about improving the, the blood flow in our, in our body, right? We're talking about the, the system of our body, you know, we're talking about oxygen going to our, our cells. We're talking about waste being taken out, right? We're talking about hydration of our, our tissues. Like these are really important factors. And if you have poor quality fitness, fitness defined as the readiness to complete a task, uh, you, you would struggle. That could be the limiting factor in your ability to progress your physique or progress your performance, depending on where you are in your sport. Um, so what I recommend to most people is to find a low interference form of physical activity. And for many of us, it's simply walking, simply walking. And that could be formally walking, you know, catching up with your friend, going for a walk for 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever it is or simply tracking your step count on like an activity track, tracker, talking about, you know, your Fitbits, your Garmin, your Apple Watch, those pedometers, where if you track your steps, great, you've accumulated a range of physical activity, you've accumulated a, a overall um, heart rate throughout the day, heart rate variability, if you want to go really fancy, um, where, you know, you've trained your cardiovascular system doing an adequate amount of physical activity, and we could reap the benefits from that. So if the idea of even cardio is too intimidating, Hey, just, just start by getting more steps up. 
go and purchase a, an activity tracker of, of any variety. Heck, you can pick them up cheap from you know eBay, Amazon, uh, Kogan, whatever it is. And you, you, know, you can start wearing that and start to quantify how many steps you do a day. Great, you know, aim for the, the 10,000. If you can't get there, great, aim for five, aim for th six, aim for seven, slowly build yourself back up. Get that fitness back, build the muscle that comes along with that. And then when you're ready, you have a good base, get yourself in the gym, start losing some weights and let's start chiseling out this physique. Agreed. But Nick, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there for the very first episode of the Coach's Corner. It's been a good episode. We're talking a lot about the fat loss checklist uh, and then cardio and what, what what's it actually good for. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know and we'll catch you next week for the Coach's Corner again. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.